0: Hey, everyone. Hey, and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee. We are doing something that we don't do regularly around here. That is music videos. Uh, me and a very good friend of mine, an old friend of mine, but more importantly, a co-podcaster, uh, someone that I've done shows with before. Uh, indeed, we've done many episodes of this, so check out the music videos before. But we've also did Tom Waits and, and various things. Sam, always a delight to have you on, man. Hey, dude. It's great to be back once again. Thank you for having me. It mm. has been too long since we last did, did, did this one. It's about like two months now? Something like that. Yeah, maybe a little more. So I mean initially we're sort of chopping it into digestible chunks So the first episode Mm -hmm. covered the one Justice video literally And all the Black Album stuff Uh, Then we had Load and Reload Which we were quite harsh on things like Fuel I think And uh, Unforgiven too
1: i've softened to fuel i've softened and to fuel song, yeah
0: yeah video's still bad
1: in my view <sighs> the video relates to another video that we'll get onto later but i do have one confession okay. before before we even do the plugs um, okay. i know like you know how we don't like talk about metallica for like a fortnight before the episodes and sure. stuff like that sure. like i don't even like to skip ahead and see the videos for the next one mm. but due to youtube's new like auto playlist thing on my tv i accidentally saw the, the full video for the day that never comes right fuck me man Mm. That's fucking awesome! Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: so looking forward to that. Very generation Kill oh, uh, which it's... I've been rewatching recently, which is an awesome show. But um, very, very, very Catherine Bigelow, yeah, definitely. Sam, um, you know, as I said before, we did Tom Waits, but uh-huh. what I liked was we did that as a show. Check it out; it's called Down in the Hole. If you're interested, I always plug it, you know, horribly on uh-huh. right here. But I'm very proud of it actually. I think you know we covered the great man's oeuvre as best as we can, and we're pretty much up to date really. He hasn't had a new record out since Bad as Me, uh, 2011, which I rate quite lowly controversially on the grand scale but I just ask yourself as Tom Waits critics if you compare it to a real gone or an orphans or you know an alice like it, it's just not there for me
1: well well yeah we did kind of dis- disagree on bad as me quite strongly I know you kind of ally yourself with Anthony Fantano on his opinions mm-hmm. I haven't warmed to it as much as I have with other albums obviously obviously like when you listen to these albums over and over you do kind of feel yourself getting a bit uh, powerless against them um but with bad as me I do feel your influence the code ble- bleeding into my thoughts whenever whenever i listen to it but it's still a lot better than you say it is definitely
0: i should say coming out soon i think it will be out when this episode's released i'll try and coordinate the dates properly but um should be i was on your podcast uh, paul or nothing which i want to say every alphabetical listener, please subscribe to paul or nothing check it out man. <laughs> it's a great podcast if i can use any sort of uh, this force for good please support it um not not that you deserve it like you are getting yeah. great numbers and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah as as the title suggests you're covering paul mccartney exclusively in a podcast yeah, we had a bit of a Lennon and McCartney breakup. Sure. I
1: did Paul McCartney purely because I uh, thought, ah, oh, who do I actually know more than two albums of? So mm. Paul's Paul, Paul perfect. I do interviews with uh, loads of people, and then I just review all of his post Beatles albums. But the cool thing is, yeah, you have come on the show. You were actually meant to be there for Wings' 76 release, which is Wings Over America, which you slated. You called it sub- <laughs> subpar pub
0: rock. I, I was on the show, and we decided not to release my review because it was so
1: scathing. <laughs> well it was scathing and the audio was terrible yeah, but, yeah, we'll, yeah. But, but we'll go with the scathing one because sure, that's sure. funnier. and then I got another guy on to do that and I kind of regretted it but then I've brought you back on for a, a bit more of an experimental interesting avant-garde type album which is McCartney 2 obviously mm. you're a big Talking Heads fan so I thought you'd be perfect for that mm-hmm. obviously listeners down down below it, it, it was a fucking blast to, to talk to Tom about this album we really went into it yeah. I'm sure the links will, will be below yeah, if not just, so, just go online type in Paul or nothing or type in McCartney 2 and you're going to find yeah. a fucking great review on our part yeah actually um on the podcast as well i did actually mention you a lot like, on my last bonus episode because i did actually steal one of your bonus episodes oh right <laughs> yeah um you know the one where lars goes on the american version oh of yeah course, yeah, yeah with
0: uh luke's and a good episode underviewed.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and i listened to that and i thought oh wouldn't it, wouldn't it be really funny put oh shit paul mccartney's actually done yeah, one yeah <laughs> and i did it and it's great content and the, the whole episode is actually based around me comparing McCartney to Lars. So listeners will have to wait for that one. It's a very interesting result. Mm-hmm. But shall we uh, Shall we dive in, Tom? We should turn the page. Directed by uh,
0: Jonas Ackerland, who is a, a Swedish music video director. The year this came out, 1998, I believe. He won the mm-hmm. Grammy for Video of the Year for Ray of Light for the release. Um, mm-hmm. He's also worked with Paul McCartney. He has uh, I'm not going to talk about
1: that at all Because I've got an upcoming Paul McCartney music video thing So your wow. listeners will have to wait for my opinions Oh my god, these teasers These oh, DLC of podcasts Mate, this Jonas Ackerland guy He is the guy who's clearly been chosen as the Garage Inc. era Kind of visual author sure. And we're not going to spoil the next video Because the opinions are going to be quite contrasting But what I'll say is He's much better at crafting and editing a strong narrative Than he is making a bunch of angry hairy guys Playing their instruments look cool mm-hmm. Um I mean, look, Tom, the only Bob Seeger song that I know is Hollywood Nights and Night Moves, so just a song with night in, I guess. Okay. But I mean I actually know nothing about Gary Jinks, so like, is this just a, a cover album? Is it yeah. is it any good? Is it yeah, is it worth the listen?
0: Yeah, it's a double disc covers release. It's definitely okay. worth the listen. Um okay. Turn the Page and Whiskey in the Jar aren't necessarily my favourite songs off the release to be honest with you Mm -hmm. you know they're not the ones that stir me as much as the prince or uh, die die my darling you know Mm -hmm. they have some fantastic moments on those releases but yeah as a video i think we'll try we'll try and stray away it's hard to inevitably we're not going to but music criticism it's just what does this video look like and to me we've turned the page i don't know i don't i don't know if i find it as stirring as some people do but i'd certainly a sad tale that's told uh with with some finesse
1: well the story within the world that Is is this one? It's not one that we've actually seen before, but it is still quite, in essence, Metallica. It's like a a working prostitute stripper who's kind of desperately trying to do everything she can to raise her child in this hellhole of grotty motels. Mm -hmm. And kind of visually, it eschews any of the artsy glitz and glamour of some of the band's more like extravagant projects. Like there's no overt style here. In many ways, it's anti style, it's all about the underclasses. It's very much in that kind of improvised world of like Breaking Bad or, more recently, the Florida Project. Right. and like you like more so than any me- like metallic of music video this could be some sort of like noah baumbach or greta gerwig indie short because mm-hmm. like the presentation is so just well i hate his words interesting but it but it is there's this fly on the wall vox pop soundbite docu style yes, that...
0: yeah, what do you make of those interviews <laughs> quite rare in a video
1: well, it's not rare for, for for Metallica, as we know, Metallica have always had this dichotomy of like blurring the lines between reality and art in their music videos, but this is kind of the, the, the logical pinnacle of that. So we had Enter Sandman, which is fiction trying to be reality, then we had Hero for the Day, which is kind of like a, a blend of the
0: two, you, sure, you not sure. know what's what, Sh- what how those about. ear robots
1: Oh, yeah, those ear bird things. Yep, what the yep. fuck's that about? And then turn the page... Out merch ideas. And then turn the page, just goes for this kind of gritty, harsh, Americana, neo-realism. Like, there's no sets, no story, just a day in the life of some people who society has forgotten. And even her dialogue, actually, in those interview segments are fucking stirring. And, like, I love the kind of morally ambiguous, bittersweet note that it ends on. Like, she says, if I could do it all again, I would make all of the same decisions. And mm. that really caught me off guard because it's actually bothered to contain some like mental nourishment to leave me actually asking questions at the end. Like you can interpret this line many ways. Like, is it like a very fatalist approach whereby of course she would make all the same decisions because it is her yeah. or is it just like, it's a kind of like a fuck you defiance thing. Like, even though my life is shit, I would still make all of these same choices because fuck you. Yeah. Um, on, on, honestly, it's a, it, it's a visually very striking video. I thought it's yeah. not, not, not quite stirring for you perhaps, but for me, it's, it, it's beautiful in its ugliness.
0: Yeah, the microcosm of moments that it captures. Like, I've recently been watching, and I've bugged you to watch it and many other people. Uh, Lenny James' Save Me, which I want to tell everyone to watch. It was one of the most exciting British dramas that I've seen in decades, really. Had me on the edge of the seat, kind of a, a child-kidnapped fr- thriller with a twist. And oh. it's, and, it, and it basically, one of the things that I love about it that's similar to this video is it captures the little moments. You know, there's little breakaways to, like, you know, whatever's going on. The little girl playing with the doll or on the edge of yeah. the pool. Yeah. And, you know, the, the shots of the men, like, you know, it, it really... It really feels like you say old Tur before, and I think I think you're yeah. definitely right. I think there's definitely a, a you know spirit behind this that maybe say I don't know say someone like your Wayne Isham wouldn't capture as uh, bespoke. Oh, whoa 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 whoa! I'm not gonna have any bad
1: words against Wayne Isham. He I like is, Wayne he, Isham. He's a bad. He's ass. the stalwart. He, well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I think. Wayne was more like the Spielberg, whereas this guy's definitely—he's leaning more towards a kind of David Lynch type, type or like no, no, more more like Jim Jarmusch maybe. He's is is a bit more like low production. He's a little bit more you know visually grey, shall we say? But there is an annoyingly common feature in general. This episode. Well, uh, two, we're going to see lots of vignettes of little moments of life, like you've just said. And we're also going to see really cool story elements and really boring band playing their instruments elements in what, these music videos. What do, you of, what do you make of this performance, then, in that sort of velvet donned room? In that blackened room? Well, yeah. I, couldn't, I, I couldn't think of a more appropriate song for Mataga to do in a blackened room. But, mm. I mean, t- to me, it was just dull, done to death, and it didn't huh. contrast or mesh with the rest of the video. It no. stuck out. Uh, just and like it, it, it didn't need to be there you could have just had the whole thing just being the woman and her kid and i think that would have been more
0: striking because metallica actually haven't done that yet and i think mm. that would have been cooler mm-hmm. uh, also, i think they, they have to be in their videos though i know what you're saying but yeah. like, they just they just have to be i, I don't know if they're that boring though they, they're just themselves and they have, char- they have character when they play on spot they're fine but the direction's
1: terrible and it's framed right. poorly as well like i hate to bring this up tom and I rarely have to address the framing in any of these yeah, music yeah. videos, but you can barely fucking see the rest of the band in this film. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's not like Mama said, where they're just like not in the video or like coming. They're just framed poorly behind Hetfield mm. in every shot. He doesn't even have the main anymore, and I can't see where Kirk's fucking standing. It's really, <laughs> it's it, on the right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the like, where are you, mate? Are you?
0: No, no, no. no. Uh, maybe in the wrong aspect ratio. But yeah, t- t- turn the page. I think, yeah. You're rightly so. The performance really, as a brilliant. whole is just like you know. Okay, yeah, oh no,
1: the woman and the girl are great, and really good,
0: really yeah, good. It has a sort I'm of sure. Darren Aronofsky low life, you know, heaven sort of vibe to it. I think it, it's fantastic and just you know their relationship. Her playing mother to her mother at the end after quite a full on, you know, um, yeah. horrible encounter with a gentleman. And it's also the start of the Metallica blurring out
1: nudity trend as well, which sure. we'll also see, which we'll also see later as well. Do you have a, a cheesy, a cheesy pun for the next title, Tom? Um, I,
0: <laughs> I don't. Um, Whiskey in a jar. Like I, I, always, I always say. You know, Metallica are a band of their influences, and one of their influences that went on Sleeve, they made it a single, is Whisking the Jar by Fin Lizzie. Fin Lizzie, are one of my favourite bands. I know they're one of their favourite bands as well. I'm going to bore people again and say, do a Fin Lizzy podcast, someone listening, some plucky. <laughs> Some plucky 16-year-old in a mic. Just do one, like, because you know, I really want to hear that. They have an awesome discography. I'm thinking like, you know, Black Rose and Bad Reputation and Jailbreak. And those albums are perfect, literally perfect. So very cool that they covered this. Um, in of a song of itself, again, it's kind of like some sort of late generic nineties all female party, like American, you know, pie <laughs> swag kind of mm-hmm. unfolding. And um it's kind of dated in, in many ways. Tom, I've been holding back on this one because I mean,
1: wow. We've seen some like real works of art on this show right now, mm-hmm. and I know it's pretentious as fuck to call this art, but on one end of the scale you've got until it sleeps, enter Sandman, one, and it makes it very hard to accept that anything else could exist in equilibrium on the other end of that scale, but it has to to keep things in balance. And we have whiskey in a jar on the other end, and this is the Nadir that we have covered on the wow. show i'll say it right now this is the worst least inspired laziest most generically bland looking video we've come across what's even stranger is that this is jonas ackerman again, mm-hmm. the same guy who did, who did the last one he's done smack my bitch up by the prodigy yep, beautiful yep. by to Agu- Agu- aguilera yeah yep. and 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 what do we get we get something that i could have shot in secondary school oh fish eye sing into the camera thrash around a bit and break stuff at the end fucking hell it's hardly citizen kane is it like i know this is garage inc and this could be like you know the idea that they're going back to the garage and they're kind of echoing a band that would be starting up in the present day and Mm -hmm. evoking those visuals i mean lars wouldn't wouldn't be doing this he'd be playing fucking tennis while a maid sucks him off but you know like says Paul mccartney podcaster i know <laughs> yeah actually and like they decide to set up shop in like you say the most generic house party ever and like again we are we are stuck in uh, Jonas Ackerlin's super dirty super realistic underclass aesthetic that's mm-hmm. fine but he's done it uh, where he's shot it quickly and shot it cheap and with no creativity like i know they're a serious band Tom, but i really feel like they should have gone with a more blink 182 red hot chili peppers type affair here like then dressing up as like a young band or something make mm. m- make it a bit more light light-hearted but instead we have like you know a very american pie-esque uh, event and like when i watch this you know being the obviously very machismo guy that i am that your listeners can can hear when, when, when i watch this, this this video i feel like a third generation blue-haired feminist because like wh- like when, when i watch this all i see are like skinny white bitches in fake black goth bikinis mm-hmm. drinking weed smoking and like really um shitty titillating scenes of straight gay sex that are like you know really exploitative with fire and- extinguisher smoke yeah, and like I feel like look, look, Metallica does uh, push the boundaries. They can be extreme. They like to shock. But this is just lazy exploitation for the sake of exploitation, and it's just devoid of creativity. Like, there's no creativity in in, in what the band do either. Like, it's just like yeah. them in one location. In front of one camera and eventually Jason Newstead kicks a radio, no costume change, no location change, they don't go to the kitchen or for a shit. They don't seem part of the house,
0: but they sort of floating above, yeah.
1: But dude, like it's it's a it's it's a step back from playing in a warehouse. It's fine.
0: It's uh... fine, man. That, for, no, dude, for, for, this. for
1: this, it's such a regression from things like fucking one. It's really offensive oh, to me. I mean, you know, I it's, think it's just
0: real... a different environment, I
1: suppose. Also, so. this is officially where Kirk Hammett's hair runs out of steam and he officially starts to look like a fucking prick. Wow. But yeah, and, and, and we can talk more Heresy. about Lars yeah, and we can talk about Lars's guyliner later because that's also a, a, that's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Also,
0: this is these collection of videos have the best Lars faces that oh, we've yeah. ever worked on. St. Anger's gonna be great for that. <laughs> Lars gets involved in the trashing. You know, it's kind of fun in an empty way. I do agree, and I think a lot of the stuff is dated um ideologically and otherwise and just taste wise it's just you know it's fine for the song i personally never cared for the cover and i don't mean to step my tone to the music too much yeah. but, you know i'd much prefer the original uh, well i guess it's not even an original because fin lizzie covered it as some like old irish highwayman song like some old folk classic you know and they sort of put their yeah. own spin on it eric bell was the guitar player then and he does a sort of iconic lead that james has some variants on and it's cool to see james playing lead in the video as well which you rarely oh, see oh he's lead that's yeah cool, yeah I yeah, yeah. james is just Doing the majority of that so you know th- that is fun to see but you know i i do get what you're saying and i want to say to people as well let us know below any of the videos that we've spoken about what are your thoughts on these videos mm-hmm. um where do you rank the videos as well Would be interesting because you know, all together where do you rank some of these things we've done a lot of episodes check out the older episodes as well but yeah there's not too much to say on this one and it is a shame considering <laughs> Turn <laughs> the Page came before you know. there wasn't much for you to, for you to say Tom but uh, <laughs> there was
1: a lot for me to say yeah. the, only, the, the only thing that I found interesting about that whole ordeal was that uh, Molly's Chambers is a lyric inside the song and that's obviously like yes. an old Irish reference and then I was like oh that's a Kings of Leon song and it turns out Molly's Chambers is an old Irish song about uh, a prostitute and her chamber would be her, her brothel. Right. So, oh, okay. so that was more interesting than the entire
0: video for me. I disappear. Wow! 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 The song divides people. Sam, out of interest, briefly, are you a fan of? I disappear. I love it. It's
1: fucking great. It's a really good really? song. But it's different, though. Obviously, as you know, as I'm sure a lot of your fans know, a little bit of context. And before we start making jokes about Scientology. It's a unique track because It was commissioned by Paramount Studios to be the lead single For a Mm -hmm. a, a, a soundtrack to Mission Impossible 2 And it, it, it wasn't Included on any official Metallica studio album So it is by default the only made to order standalone Metallica single. Yeah. So yeah. so it can't be judged in the same way that others. It'd be like comparing Lulu to the to the rest of their work, for example. It just doesn't work. Uh, before we actually get get into it, this is a perfect time for me just to briefly address the Mission Impossible franchise. Are you still a Mission
0: Impossible three kind of guy? Or if have you you're right? three and four. Five was terrible. You've been saying five is good, you're wrong. Five oh. was boring compared to three and four. Five five is completely fine,
1: and I'm so excited. Why is better the- than
0: Ghost Protocol?
1: No, it's not even better than 3, but I liked it. Okay. Um it was better than 1 and 2. I mean, right. fucking hell, I'm glad that we Fair actually have to I don't know, I'm glad we actually have to talk about Mission Mission Impossible 2 because it's clear that Tom Cruise wasn't in like in control of well, those projects. Tom I mean. Cruise
0: apparently paid for a private jet to take Lars over to meet John Woo sort of discuss <laughs> this so you know and oh, Lars shit. says in the making of VH1 special which is awesome by the way 20 minutes just I disappeared oh. behind the scenes footage really good loads of Wayne Isham in the action as well oh, but, really? which, is, oh, uh, my which is great to witness so yeah definitely check those out guys listening as well but yeah Lars says like oh it was Tom Cruise it was John Woo you know if we're going to do this we might as well do it now and you know it does have on paper that kind of five star appeal why wouldn't they yeah. go for this and um, you know I a lot of the stuff in this is fun is, is <laughs> enjoyable it opens on the dead I love the zoom into James from so far away. That was actually filmed in the desert, by the way. I thought it was green screen.
1: Well, I, th- I, th- I think we should lay a bit of, a bit, a bit, a bit of groundwork here because okay. it's, it's very interesting about how all this stuff kind of comes together because, like, obviously, the studio know that this is going to be very, very important and they can't fuck up here. So they need someone who's going to work with Metallica well, who has worked with them well and who knows them well. So they got Wayne Isham. And fuck me if they made the right choice with that one. This is the Enter Sandman guy. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but this basically is Enter Sandman 2, Ethan Hunt's Desert Adventure. Because, like, both projects are just – I mean, like, their themes aren't the same, but the way they're presented and their structure is – this is basically – a weird collection of vignettes that are collected together just to create something kind of cool and visceral to really get you excited I mean, there are six different segments Uh, you've got the film one obviously which is Tom Cruise climbing up this huge mesa rock face, well done John Woo for that footage, but then the trick with that, the little twist is that obviously the band are playing on top like you say in the desert and the rock face that he's climbing is the one that they're on top of and when he gets to the top what's happened Tom? They've disappeared. Mm-hmm. Fucking great! It's fucking great. Um, and then, like, um, did you guess what all the movies were for all four of the separate guys?
0: Yeah, there's some North by Northwest going on for Kirk, right? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, the crop I mean, duster.
1: Oh, it, I mean, it, it was better when the it was better when the Simpsons did it with Marge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a cornfield.
0: They had James's
1: bullet, right? Uh no, James is. Uh, oh oh sorry, it's Bullet. Yeah, the, the movie's called Bullet. Um, I, I was gonna say Steve Steve, Steve Steve McQueen's not called Bullet, but yeah, no. that's him going down the fucking wow. San Fran thing. But there's this like giant CGI shockwave behind him, and that's I mean, not canon. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't seen Bullet for a while, but <laughs> I don't remember that happening. Yeah, that Cause... was real as well. James did all that driving. He had oh really? For, yeah. Oh that's cool. Yeah. Um, you you can tell that Lars did all of his own running because he actually twats himself right into one of the bars <laughs> as he's running through. <laughs> um, he just connects to fields as well, because the same kind of shockwaves yeah. in it.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I noticed that as well.
1: But, like, the other two are connected <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. why? That? And then like, he has to run through the building. It's and San Francisco City Hall. Yeah. Apparently it's a tribute to Die Hard, but oh, okay. I, I mean, as a film fan and film student with a film degree, I actually haven't seen Die Hard, so I can't actually make make that comparison. Yeah, Newstead's was the hardest one though. I had no idea what it what it was. No, I had actually no, I had to go to Wikipedia.
0: It's it's, enigm- and- it's enigmatic, but all, all of them are compelling. And you know, unlike Turn the Page, all whiskey in the jar, really. I think the footage of them playing's really cool. Yeah. I love I love Kirk with his strat. I think he has a wonderful looking strat. Jason's rocking out as ever on, on on this rocky cliff here. Lars looks cool, man. Lars has got yeah. the long hair and the sunglasses. James as well is looking pretty badass. Like, you know, it's exciting. You know that bit during the solo when, like, uh, Headless going, ah! Oh! <laughs> in the background. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> and Kirk's solo uh, there again is just you know very Uh, simple very lick based really 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 effective really really effective and you know I I love the final riff after the solo as well uh, which is kind of a heavier inversion but yeah the song itself has these kind of composite parts that as you say kind of cross over in some ways but Mm -hmm. mostly are individual segments mostly it's almost like a boy band charming thing like each member and them each having an adventure I'm sure One Direction have kind of paralleled this Um, there's a comment from Jay Stone one of the top comments on the video on YouTube Sam when I was a boy (laughs) I looked up to these guys like Marvel superheroes. Oh wow, that's cool. I think the video does this really <laughs> yeah. well. You know, it kind of reinforces who this band were ten years after the Black Album.
1: Yeah, and then, and then obviously this would be part of like the Four Horsemen cinematic universe, and then, and then they'd all come together to like you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: fight Jason Mraz or something. I don't, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, 8%. this video for me, I like, I liked it a lot, purely because it's a tribute to cinema, and I liked how. Basically, Paramount just threw money at them. Like this is an expensive fucking video. Mm. The CGI, explosions, car chases, planes, locations, and it's almost like they went, "Look, guys, um, you four are going to do your own thing. What films influence you, and then go do it." I mean, it's 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 weird to see Jason Newsted as a fan of Terry Gilliam's Brazil, which apparently which is what he was he was referencing. But right. my god, he he did do that well. Did uh, did you hear about what um, Hepfield did with the car that he was he was driving in as well? No, um, it's a nineteen sixty seven Chevrolet Camaro, and they—they was—he was actually given it as like a gift from the from the production. But he actually gave it to charity, for like seventy grand, in, in, instead, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. James,
0: James says, um, you know, behind the scenes again, basically that they didn't want to do the typical movie video. They didn't want to just have this thing that's interspiced with the clips and you know doesn't really make any sense. And it's just an advert for it. He wanted something influenced by it and incorporating it, and you know it, it does that well. And you know, whatever, maybe you don't like the song, and this reinforces how you think of the video. And they are kind of both obnoxious in a certain way. Um, but but I enjoy him. I enjoy this video. I remember loving this song yeah. when I first got into the band years and years years ago and um you know i think yeah it it, it is a fun little diversion any closing thoughts on i disappear well uh, two well two things one um are people really going to have a go at a band for
1: their most commercial song being their their movie soundtrack song of course it's going to be like basic and not that challenging your mum's meant meant to listen to this don't want to miss a
0: thing by aerosmith
1: same thing yeah same thing um my my heart will go on celine dion very Mm -hmm. very different though yeah but um what i did like though you were just talking about the footage it does what a lot of these music videos don't do. A lot of them like spooge the movie and they spoil it. Not in terms of like the plot, like you know, it's not like in, like a Star Wars mu- music video. They'd say Kylo Kylo Ren kills Han Solo or anything like that. But they just show a lot of the battles, or they show a lot, or they'll show like someone kissing. That is, and that's like a twist late, like later on or, or something. And here, it's literally just the first three minutes of the movie in just one contextless piece of like awesome footage, and it's more like a teaser trailer than a than a, a proper trailer. So metallica not doing the generic thing really worked out for them i really like it yeah
0: we move on to you know uh... <gasps> <laughs> we, you know i love i i love this video straight Yay! up actually yeah, yeah yeah i think this video is great um say anger i think this song's great and i know that pisses off alpha metallica but i don't really care you like it, reload pisses me off so it's like we've got to have this equanimity somewhere um this is directed by the malloys who I wasn't really aware of You know so many of these music videos You're like who's this person And you go on yeah. and you're like Oh they did everything So yeah. Chadder Malloy's uh, They've done Nike They've done Google done loads of White Stripes stuff Icky Thump um, yeah. You know uh, My Doorbell They did Blink-182's First Date as well um, They did a video That I watched today That I'd never seen before uh, Taylor by Jack Johnson um, I don't know if you're oh, okay. aware of the song But the the video Is Ben Stiller Doing a Jack Johnson impression Basically And, <laughs> okay. and Jack watching on Yeah it's, it's pretty cool actually So yeah this is uh, The second anger video may 2003 it was filmed oh. uh premiered the same month may 2017 is when it premiered um sam the thing about this video that i can't get enough of that i just find is just one of the greatest things about this video uh filmed in san quentin prison dude that opening monologue that piece, mm. of, that piece, that piece of spoken word that annoyingly is not on the actual album track and i think it should be Ah, uh, i think it should be i don't know uh, i think the song starts with such a grubby pulse then i don't know and but, but yeah,
1: combining it with the imposing, that like, brutalist, Im- like Im- imagery that's thrown at you, like it just creates this instantly oppressive, forebodingly dark tone that you just don't expect and don't normally get from a music video. And like when he says like there's no hostage policy, you kind of mm. go like Oop, and like you're, like oh shit, like fuck Johnny Cash and his false and prison blue shit. Like these guys are in actual danger, and they might not get away with this. They might not finish finish the fucking video. And there's actual tension there, and you don't <laughs> yeah. actually get that. You don't actually ever get that. And they are surrounded, they are surrounded on this park uh, by about maybe like 10 non armed guards and about 10,000 convicted mm. murderers, rapists, and slashers. And they could just mob them at any second. But luckily, they all fucking love Metallica, they are going absolutely <laughs> crazy. Or, I'm yeah. I, 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 like, uh, it's a very pan racial prison. Um, sure videos, which I really did like. It was quite progressive in that sense. There's no segregation. Everyone's in the same crowd together. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's loads of Metallica playing in front of these guys. It's really, really good, but the main thrust of the, of the video is actually a lot more interesting than I ever expected. So, it's essentially another Metallica vignette thing, where they're just getting loads of these different characters in prison. And, obviously, like with a music video, you know, time is a big constraint. The difference you know, between how much you can put how much characterization you can put into a video compared to say a movie is the difference between like a movie and a tv show so when you boil it down you know tough guy in prison was given necklace he made wrong choice he's now sad (laughs) um these are these are broad strokes but they're very effective and they're presented in a very earnest unashamed manner and it it just keeps adding the layers like we have um one guy who like robs a store and then one guy who's like he's like he's, he's, he's like a drug addict the last guy though he just seemed to like get beat up and join a gang and then we never actually see him get, get arrested <laughs> so i so i didn't know why why he was actually arrested but yeah um i just i just like how you see all these all these different lives and mm. and they all come together and the wonderful you realize you get like so much information in so little time brevity is the soul of wit in this video yeah. like it's actually quite long it's actually quite long and yet there is so much content in it it's very rewatchable and you mm. have to and, and you have to watch it over and over again just so you can get all of that hypercharged imagery like like the, it's all muted colors harsh lighting overexposure and it all briefly contrasts with the fucking dank, dark prison on the inside. The only thing I didn't like though was um, that randomly, about two thirds of the way through, they shift their location for some reason. They go to this weird art installation room where it's like a you know, a fucking really, really bad modern art piece and yeah. they're just kind of, and I didn't like it and I thought they should have stuck with in the in the prison. And I'm I'm leaning towards that mu- that might have been a separate music video originally. Uh, yeah, and they and they weren't pleased with it, and they think Let, let's do the San Quentin thing really? and add that on on top because one feels really together and perfect. And unfortunately, this that little bit stops the the, the video from joining things like Enter Sandman and One for me. It's just that sure. one little element.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's kind of a psychotic tin foil in the background of that of that video bit you're describing. It is quite yeah. jarring, actually. Change it works within the whole momentum of it, but I mean, just a bit of San Quentin history. Mm. Um, Open in July 1852, the oldest prison in California. Uh, it's the state's only death row for male inmates. Neil Cassidy was in prison there, who was the inspiration for Sal Paradise uh, in On the Road. He himself a sort of beat icon legend. We oh. uh, went there for marijuana possession, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, so Neil Cassidy. Obviously, many many other. I think that guy who... Was like a serial killer and went on. I don't know if you heard of this guy in the 70s, he was a serial killer and he went on this um, sort of blind date game show and he won, but he's like a creep and he was actually on it and uh, it's on YouTube. I think he's known as like the talk show killer or something like that, chat show killer. He was there as well. One of the reasons that I love the video so much because it is just a very interesting place. You know, if there was a video filmed in fucking Alcatraz or some shit, you know, it's gonna catch your attention. So I think the backdrop works well. I think we've seen so many videos um, in this episode in particular where the setting's just kind of boring, like whiskey in a jar or like turn the page. You know, we've been progressing a little bit with I Disappear. And now I think we're in somewhere that when we cut back to the band, that's just as good as when we're cutting away. You know, I think all in all as a package, uh, St. Anger is fantastic. As a- Yeah, it is, man. I mean, again, it's just so rare for me to
1: feel... So emotional during a music, a music video, not, not not like crying emotion. No. This is just scary. It's mm. sc- I, d- I don't want to be there. I have a fucking massive phobia of 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 prison because I'm a weak fucking scrawny little guy, and watching this video <laughs> really really
0: does give me actual ang- anxiety. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, I, oh. I love seeing
0: them play in the yard. Uh, the guards yeah. pushing the, the criminals back, the prisoners, you know. Yeah. Uh, the editing is really good as well to see snapshots, these vignettes, as you say. We see mm-hmm. the side effects of all the crimes. Um, James, in particular, I think is entrancing in this. I love his anger and energy. Set up, Frank! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's
1: great when he's shot strange. well. Yeah, it is, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh yeah i love it yeah the way <laughs> uh,
1: la- dude lars's face in this one there's two shots of it in his little red t-shirt and he and they're inside the prison by the prison like um cells and he's looking up like a man possessed it's really mm. funny yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like but it's like lars he has to like contort his face because he- he's always moving his whole body yeah. like a madman Whereas Hitler just gets to kind of stand there calmly he's just sweating uh, it like all of them are just really fun to watch but it is a shame, though, because this is the last time we're going to see Jason Newstead.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wow. no, Rob Trujillo's in this, not Jason Newstead.
1: Oh, so it was the last... Oh, shit. So we've actually... I, I disappeared.
0: <laughs> that
1: was <laughs> sorry, Rob. Sorry, Jason. <laughs>
0: sorry, mate. Uh, that was Rob, yeah. Incredibly powerful video. And regardless, again, try and divorce what you think of the song from the video if you have negative... Yeah, towards it's this. it's a B plus or an A minus, man. It's, mm, it's mm, great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it suits it so well. Um, it ends with a powerful message, as, as mm. many pieces of film do. Um, uh, ends with, for all the souls impacted by San Quentin, your spirit will forever be a part of Metallica. What about child rapists? <laughs> <laughs> you always be with Metallica! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, we have a guy holding his leg aloft as well at the end. Yeah, yeah, I love that, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just mobs it at the band. <laughs> a guy moving towards God and flashbacks to him doing a drive-by, it's, you know... It's, uh... Oh man, like,
1: those, those little vignettes are really fun, because it's just great to see how someone quickly fucks their life up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, just... There's such a there's such a variety. There's so much going on. It's it's it, it's a video that's hard to get bored watching, whether you like the
0: song or not. Frantic was the second video released from Saint Anger. Uh, Wayne Isham is is back mm. in the seat. You can see this was filmed in July 2003, <laughs> uh, in Montreal, Canada, and uh, premiered August fifteenth. Uh, 2003. Mm. Um, the chicken is the thumbnail to this. Um, yeah, at it the top is. of the car, which features, you know, in the iconography of the video. Um, what are your general thoughts on Frantic? Um, well, I was actually genuinely excited to hear this one because I haven't
1: listened to Saint Anger in in, in massive detail. Obviously, I've heard your pro rhetoric. And bloody hell, I, I warmed to frantic in an instant. I mean, whoever sat in in the board meeting for the brainstorms for this music video were fucking geniuses. And they did their job very well. They got paid well. They they sat around and said, we need a video that's going to be frantically fast paced, frantically edited, and will feature people acting in an up to unfrantic manner. Oh, wait, we already did one of them. We did fuel. So let's do that again and literally just hire Wayne Isham to film some fast cars again. But I like how Wayne Isham has gone right. I'm not literally going to do the same thing again. I'm going to do. I'm going to put a spin on it. And whilst we have some of the same visual thematic ele- elements from Fuel, you know, we did about about cars. They have this ADD style of edit of editing that desperately tries to keep up with Lars's drum plane, but always fail and feature a, a similar kind of chaotic colour palette. But the big difference with Frantic is that it doesn't fuck around. It goes straight for the cum shot. As we see this pickup truck just blast through this RV. And you're thinking, where can the music video, like, go from this point? And that is the twist, you know, like, rather than, you know, saying the whole video f- follows this guy and he's sad and his life's collapsing around him and then he crashes and it's a, and it's a tragedy. Instead, it's just the same crash over and over and over again. And it's, it's just forcing you to continually relive this extremely unpleasant, if kind of awesome moment. And, you know, this isn't... The most subtle of Metallica's filmography, but it's not the most subtle part of their discography either. So it is quite appropriate, I feel. Mm. What the best part is for me, though, is that there's a really good band segment in this episode. It's it, it
0: is just in front of a rusty pile of scrap. Yeah, it's like a scrappy challenge uh, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. reject. It's tight. Yes. It's on them a lot, and you don't really get to see all the parts of them. Mm. You know, fretboard will be sacrificed in front of facial movement, Mm. and, you know, I I like it a lot, and I think there's a lot of originality. I do agree that the creative team was successful here, and they definitely deserve what they got, because, you know, seeing all the drinks that he's drunk, all the girls that have slept next Mm. to him, all the people that he spoke to, like, it's done in a way that I've never seen done on film, actually. It gets a point across very well. Yeah, and... I just think the whole thing um, links
1: as well. You know how I was saying earlier how uh, we turned the page that they didn't link very, very well. I like how they're literally in a scrap pile that could possibly be, including the the very car that just got totaled. And you are right, it is filmed quite tightly. And oh my God, does James Hetfield have the biggest, bluest Elijah Wood eyes in this fucking video. They're really hypnotic and he's obviously wearing some really cheap zombie um, contacts, but that, that. that coming off off guard. But Isham does actually bother to make the band parts look visually interesting. Like, you know, the big one goes, tick, 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 tock. like it cuts to a different, like contorted face from Hetfield. Like it's a PCP version yeah. of a hard day's night or something. It's really, really weird. Yeah. And it's, it, You know this video is its title It's frantic it's all over the place It's very very quick you're you, you are not allowed to rest For a moment and there is a surprising Amount of band stuff in this compared To say the A plot there's a lot Of B plot going, going on in this and that Probably is because the A plot Is just one big car crash But more so than possibly Any of the other videos maybe I disappear This is right. the one where the band Actually start acting like actors Again, for me, they're they're, they're really having fun with it. They're just Mm -hmm. all over the place and Hetfield is hamming it up. I think he's playing it quite seriously and quite genuinely in St. Anger. It's not like, like, wait, look at me, I'm in Metallica. They kind of have to play that quite earnestly. But here, this is them back in full on fun mode. and I really enjoyed
0: that. Yeah, Lars uh, putting his hands over his head. You know, <laughs> he's being tortured on the drum stool, which is great to see. The car crash does keep repeating, as you say. It's quite a spectacular car crash, actually. Well, well, very well rendered, shot, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's rendered well. Um, Kirk's there with the backing vocals. Uh, there's sort of just... You know, all of it's quite interesting, I think, and all of it definitely keeps your attention and, you know uh mm-hmm. the song's slightly cut i think to the actual main version i think there's yeah. certain build-ups that they omit um but yeah james loves to have his tongue out in this video as <laughs> yeah. does everyone else uh yeah. and why not and uh I, again i think two for two for saint anger with some, with a good video yeah it's re- I, I, I love this one i really do i've got three little questions
1: though okay is that actually kirk hammer on backing vocals um i think so yeah or is it or is it a double-tracked hetfield because it kind of sounds like hetfield to me use, um <laughs> is my lifestyle determines my death style a great or terrible lyric i really like it yeah it's great it? My lifestyle. Really uh, like and, the, and the way he sings it it's a very weird voice for him as well yeah it's <laughs> gargled and lastly what is the public general consensus
0: on frantic um, I think most people respect it, even if they don't like say anger. I think it being the opening track maybe helped it in that direction. Mm. But you know, I think it's quite undeniable when you listen to it for quite a long time, and I, I dig yeah. it personally. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but, but I know the you... is great as well. No, 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 mm. no. Oh.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It has yeah. that it has that pared down. That's actually the guitar, I believe, just higher at the oh. fretboard. And when, oh, when James oh, yeah. does that, actually, he sort of looks at the camera. There's a smirk there. Like I think yet again, James is just. For me, you know, it's been a, yeah, just a a revelation, really. You know, um, the camera he, loves him. He's in yeah. a film, isn't he, with Zac Efron and uh, the guy who did the some kind of monster, I believe, the director.
1: Yeah, um, Zach Zac Efron's actually doing a film with him soon, and it's got a really weird title. Like it's, it's it's got like absolutely cruel and and completely horrible something like that, and it's about fucking Ted Bundy, who fucking hell, Zac Efron, Zachy Zach looks the exact part of that. It's it, it's such a shame though that like his his best credit is some kind of monster. Which, I'm, have you actually spoken about that, that on the show yet? We ha- we are going to cover it soon. Okay, but... cool. Oh, I won't oh, oh, mention it, but he's the same director who actually directed one of the worst sequels of all time, oh, yeah, which is yeah. Blair Witch 2. Book of Shadows. But if you actually watch a YouTube series called Good Bad Flicks, he actually details about how there was a good movie that actually got recut, and they shot new scenes. So you would be interested to, to uh, go back and see that. But we need to go back to the unnamed feeling. And, Okay, Um, this is one of those titles that critics love to manipulate and overuse, but Honestly, I truly can name the feeling I feel when I watch this video. And it was utter ambivalence. This one was a slog for me, Tom. I mean, even Nicki Minaj's Anaconda gets through a few butt twerks before I'm offended. But with this one, from the very opening frames before we even see the band, it was cut like Trent Reznor and every horror opening credit sequence animated wet dream. And I was instantly annoyed. Like to, to me, this is... More like final film school stuff, like far, like you know you've done your final project. And this is it, and the main thrust is it's the band playing in another boring locale
0: again. It's like a Silent where... Hill row house. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like where Chris Partlow and Snoop would murder someone. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> yeah, that's no, really good actually. I like that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's this really boring shot uh, of all the band together in in this in this dark room. And then the the other thing we have is possibly. The lamest thing that Metallica has ever, ever done. So, I mean, this is the same guy who directed St. Anger. Let me just uh, re- reiterate, this is the this is the Malloys again. And let's see which which music video I'm talking about. So we have M- M- Metallica playing whilst we intercut with a series of short vignettes of the trials and anguish of a diverse cross-section of society's most vulnerable people. You'd be forgiven to be thinking I was talking about St. Anger. Maybe it was one big stutter on my part. But it is just the same fucking music video again, but done in a more preachy, pretentious manner. So like, we see all these shots of people who have different anxieties and stresses. Oh, I'm trapped in a lift. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm ill. And it's just all these really obvious uh, one-dimensional notes that do mirror the kind of one-dimensional uh, brevity of things like St. Anger. But it's done in much broader strokes, in much lamer strokes, like, you know... Like, I don't actually feel sorry for any of the people in this video. They come across as very annoying, very irritating, and, like, they don't actually have any real problems. Uh, but, the, like... but,
0: the, but their issues are played out on the dual screen. You know, oh,
1: yeah. It's like a fucking Ang movie. It's totally
0: unnecessary. Yeah, and
1: and and the scrawled writing, like it's like mm. the Babadook or something. It's like oh, something like dick. Fuck this video, man. I hate Um, this.
0: you know, the, the kid on his skateboard. Um, <laughs> it's just it's got a claustrophobic feel to it. But I think altogether, it's a case where the song kind of outshines what it's coming from. Um, you know, the biker guy entering the Chinese restaurant. There's lots here, but it's quite dull. I think, comparatively. Yeah the song for me was quite average so
1: i wasn't able to like latch onto either a good or bad song and kind of work out the rest of the music video from there i was i mean i was set off in a in a in a bad mood straight away so it's probably not the the, the most balanced assessment of this of this video but i mean <sighs> It also contains one of my most annoying traits, both in films and in real life, and that's people breaking their own possessions to relieve anger. It really annoys me. Maybe I'm just a massive sociopath, but, you know, can't just drink yourself into oblivion like a normal person? It's very immature. To me, though, this one, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be as objective as possible, but I'm really not going to be. The Malloys really fell off the bandwagon here. A lot of the directors with Metallica, they tend to either be always good or always bad, like Wayne Isham. This one was just a – I didn't see it coming. It was that bad. I was really mm. quite shocked when I found out that it was the same two guys. Luckily, though, they've done other things. Like I say, they've done Icky, Icky Thump and stuff like that. But they also did Girlfriend by um <laughs> Levine. Oh. And, they also did, and they also did a Lost Prophets one as well, again. That's, that's the third director now on the
0: third episode that's in a Lost Prophets video. Well, Bob, Bob Rock, <laughs> who produced the Black Album um produced Mm. their break not their breakthrough but i think it was 2006 he produced what their third album
1: oh did Um, he
0: had like rooftops on Um, um, is it transmission something like Mm. that i can't quite remember exactly what it is but yeah um everyday combat i remember opening that album but um yeah i I, I was gonna say i think it's been retitled to admission but yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm sorry Um, oh i did that out yeah that's fine um uh, so yeah um yeah, but, but all in all, not that Meh. successful Meh. of a video um, for me, really. There's some sort of interesting... Filming to, I think I like James. he's quite meditative when he does the unnamed feeling, but he closes his eyes and sort of lets go <laughs> of his guitar and sort of spaces out and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's wrought. And one of the things, one of the images that they cut to quite regularly are faces struggling, yawning against the plastic, and you can sort of see the outline, you know, um, and those were used when I saw them on the Hardwired tour in Birmingham. Uh, 2017. Mm. Check out that episode That's uh, cool. when I did the recap. But yeah, those came up. I don't know if they just sort of utilised them regularly. I'm not too hot on that, but... Well, that do, you, well, do you know where that comes from? That's actually a direct reference to A, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Um,
1: when Freddy comes out the wall, at like the wall's made out of plastic and stuff. It's a fucking great image. And in the remake, they did it with CGI and it was ruined. Okay. But anyway. Um, so any thoughts thoughts on, on name feeling? Um, honestly, dude, I just thought it was uninteresting. It didn't stir any real emotions except for just disappointment it was just bland and forgettable and i could i can never see myself recommending this as like a, a great piece of art to anyone on on any level at all
0: now we'll close just by doing a little wrap-up what has been your uh least favorite video
1: oh i we not doing some some kind of monster well i mean it's just like a live video
0: isn't it essentially yeah yeah. but we did a couple of live okay. ones it'll, it'll, it'll only take two minutes okay uh so yeah i'll cut that in so yeah, yeah finally sam um some kind of monster slightly edited uh for play yeah i mean look people out there when you're writing notes for a podcast like like me and tom
1: do we're we're, we're very thorough but you start to get tired after like the sixth or, or seventh one so you start looking forward to videos like this that are just live footage because they are devoid of metaphor or artistic merit we were, we were kind of begging for this is this mostly just footage comprised from the actual documentary itself then? because seems to be. Yeah, I mean, throughout the video, we do see it kind of mer- merge into a more of a celebratory prestige type video that are, almost tries to appeal to long-term and new-term Metallica fans. Like, We see a shot of Kirk where he looks about 12 years old at one point. like, He right. looks really young. But I did think while I was, I was just saying that now, I wonder if there's any footage of Jason you said anywhere in the background of all of that uh, pre- previous footage of, of obviously the new is in the band now as well um, it's possible that the reason we got this video in the way that we got it uh, with the extra footage was purely to, to create some sort of exclusivity with the documentary of the same name like, you know, you, you're not paying for the same pixels twice, but like that does meet, make that I Disappear is not the only video on the on this episode that is just existing to plug a movie. And yeah, it makes sense that Metallica would make a song for their own movie. They are abandoned stuff, but wow, we're not supposed to talk about the music. And, oh yeah, but man, I hated this song. I hate this song. Oh really? These are the things I hold your trust. Oh my, that's what, that's what I, I cringe whenever he starts doing okay. that. I, it's really, really bad. I mean, is, is the documentary, though, the best piece of
0: non-music-related media for the band? Um, Yeah, I think undeniably so. Like, you know, there's some better just sort of bit more predictable fare, year and a half in mm. the live Metallica, etc. But, you know, lots and lots of stuff on their website in general. But as a sort of release in of itself, mm. some kind of monster is, you know, paradigm shifting, really. You know, it's incredibly... Mm-hmm. Uh, lucrative insight. Yeah, yeah, very, very revealing. Um, but yeah, as a whole, this video essentially is a sort of clip show... Um, of what's came before. And, and as, you, as you say, lots of flashbacks yeah. as well to the early days, the sort of Metallica or one that are always in touch with their history and their legacy. Even though you know the story, it's still yeah. you know, great to see it being told in whatever guise it is. And, you know, all in all it is sort of probably something to shift product at the end of the day rather than any form of statement. But I, I, I don't mind this. And as just a sort of best of of some kind of monster, it's um, always interesting. I wouldn't say it's up
1: there with the other uh, kind of live footage videos from, say, the first episode. Mm. Uh, what was that? Um, Sad but true was one. Was, yes, was, was yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wherever I am Ever Home as well.
1: Yeah, that one was much better because that had other elements in it, didn't it? it? Had like the kind of travel footage as well. It yeah. was more of a a, a touring kind of. Well, one. it just from the film? Like, it's, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Just but it, but, for but, it. but but it's limited from the film. It's not giving away those those cum shots that that the film would obviously have. And stop saying cum shots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and and it and it obviously does. Doesn't have the same kind of appeal that the actual scenes within the context of the movie would have, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it's it's a, it, it, it is a bit lacking compared to something like say nothing else matters or sad but true. It's 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 a little bit of a, a rush job com- com- compared to them. But you know, like like I say, it
0: is a product, so we're not going to be too harsh on it. I say. Mm-hmm. And um, quickly then, Sam, your 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 least favourite and best of these batch. Uh, oh, my least favourite. Oh, see, it, it is a tough choice between oh, whiskey in
1: a jar and oh, yeah, it's, it's between whiskey in a jar and an unknown feeling. I'm probably going to say whiskey in a jar purely just because I found it so annoying and so offensive. Uh, the best one though is is equally as difficult, um, but I'm I'm going to. I'm going to pick what my 12-year-old self would have picked, and I'm going to pick I Disappear, because that is the one that I do actually get excited for in a kind of nerdy, boyish way. Whenever I say, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I love I love this. Whereas if, if say, anger comes on, I have to put my critic hat on, which mm-hmm. isn't as fun. Mm-hmm.
0: I equally uh, will relegate uh, Unnamed Feeling, it doesn't really do much for me. Thank you, dude. A lot of them don't, but um, a lot of them do though. And I yeah. have, to, have to, you know, um, rule out turn the page, even though I really enjoy it. For Saint Anger, um, uh, come on, what a yeah. video! I can't
1: argue with you, man. It was, it was, a, it was a hard choice. I mean, when we did our our favourite songs on the down on down in the hole, we would basically always just pick the song that we knew the other one wouldn't pick anyway. So we have it. So we always have a nice spread. But yeah, man, thank you for having me on. That was fun. Of
0: course, of course, man. And, you know, finally, how do people get at you, your Paul McCartney podcast? <sighs> uh, I'm on Twitter at McCartneyPod. Drop me an email at Paul at gmail.com. You can
1: find the blog, which is www.pourmacartneyPod.wordpress.com. Links will all be below. Also, I'm going to ask it at um also check out mccartney 2 which will be my latest episode out by the time that this episode comes out me and tom will try and coordinate that you'll you'll have many many hours of content of of us on that day it'll it'll be out very very
0: soon i'm really looking forward to releasing it it's gonna be great yeah um, keep an eye on our channels at MetallicaPod, we'll definitely announce that get in touch with me as well, MetallicaPod at Gmail.com. if you want to come on the show and you want to tackle a letter, um, we have a lot of the alphabet already mapped up, but up until, say, pretty much the end of the year now, 2018 uh, we've got a few spots before then, but you know we've got a lot of people booked in, cool. but if you want to come on for stuff like um, Phantom Lord or Rebel of Babylon or, Ooh. you know, uh, Ronnie let get into. actually, I think I've got someone for Ronnie actually, <laughs> Purify, you know, there's lots out there, so if you want to come on, let me know. Uh, Patreon as well, if you want to help support the show. Episodes like this, for instance, this episode would have been on the Patreon for like two weeks before it gets released onto the YouTube channel, so if you want to get premium access to that, uh, help support us on Patreon, and you can listen to the episodes before anyone else, so let's put all the uh, Alpha Talica episodes on there as well. Um, Leave us a free on iTunes, finally. Thank you so much for listening. Sam, it is always a pleasure a unique joy uh, to have you on the show man uh, my, my brother from the early days of uh, closing time and hard saturday night etc so it's been great to do these videos thank um, you dude thank yeah. you i mean you always said you'd throw me a bone when you got famous anyway so I'm,
1: right. I'm 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 happy to chew on your bone it's take good, care
0: good to have you on we'll um, we'll be back for uh, we'll be back for death magnetic uh, more videos and um hardwired i guess we'll there'll be two more episodes i suppose that'll be yeah. the death magnetic and Hardwired half of hardwired because all of them have videos and then yeah we'll get yeah. into something a bit more uh, detailed with all the hardwired ones as well Um please go back people listen to the old episodes but Sam as ever it's been great man awesome and
1: fans don't worry I'm not going to do another song review I know that that didn't go down very well either so I'm glad <laughs> that I've got these music video reviews to do instead <laughs> in a bit